on a freeze frame. Our media, already deep in the res, and our protagonists, deep in the shit. In ascending order of how about to explode they are, we see a cybernetic Sasquatch arm projecting from the driver's side window of a black 2020 Range Rover, its wheels frozen in a blur of motion. Trailing directly out from that robotic arm is a pocket-sized contrail, making a beeline for our heroes. All packed up like a birthday present in an already gently pre-exploded Indigo Labs Humvee. And the thing that is most about to explode of all? Uh, yeah, that'd be the missile at the end of that contrail. Its nose cone millimeters away from smooching that Humvee's grill and milliseconds away from detonating. But first, let's lower that title card. Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High, colon, the Cyber Squatch Imperative. Starring James Kettler as Zeke Lynn. We see Zeke still hanging half out of the sunroof. Uh body half turned around to face the direction of the missile. In his hand, a sound cannon dangling by his side. His face uh, painting a tableau of terror and excitement and shock and oops, did I pee my pants a little. Bess Lawson as Penny White. <laughs> um, we see Penny hold out two hands as to like instinctually use her powers to do something, stop it, halt it, contain it, whatever. But we also see her body slink down like a snake under the dashboard to cop out and be scared. <laughs> Megan Stressman as Angela Atticus Jr. Uh, we see Angela with her hands on the steering wheel, her vines wrapped around it, and her face just in like a <gasps> O face. And she's trying to, um, you see that her hands are turning the steering wheel to kind of like get off the road because that is the instinct when a missile is coming towards you. I think the instinct is to get out of the way. That's what I've always done. Yep. Get out of the way if a missile comes towards you. And Philip Stressman as every other person, human and otherwise. And with that, our freeze frame ends and our action begins right at the moment of explosion. Ah, hot. Your stolen Humvee rocks to the side before righting itself with a crash back on the road, still in pursuit of the Cyber Squatch ahead of you. How did the Bigfoot get a missile? He got all sorts of cyber parts. Who knows, they put missiles in him. He's not very nice. Give someone a cyber arm, you gotta put missiles in it. Is he still in front of us? How far away is he? Angela, you look out your uh, windshield. <laughs> now, with a spiderweb crack, partly obscuring your vision, but you're able to see the Cyber Squatch in front of you, still racing down the road in your Range Rover, with this cybernetic arm still pointed out the window, and you see another missile lock into place. Damn it. Penny. Hmm? We see Penny curled in a little ball on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes! We need to get that car. Can't have that missile hit our car. I'm too young to die. Okay, I can probably stop the car, but I don't know how to get him out. 
Don't worry, I can use my arm, my big strong vine arm, and I will just grab him and throw him out of the car. And I'll keep my arm wrapped around him so he can't go anywhere. What if a flower just grows out of his head? It's our only Dude, option! Shut up. Okay, no. Sh Zeke, shut up. You do something! I did do something! I blew up two Humvees! And that's why we're in this situation! <laughs> no, it objectively is not! <laughs> okay. Uh, are we experts? So, I would say we're experts. Hold on. Here's what I think. Okay. I think that both of these roles are gonna be patients because you're like working together and coming up with a coherent idea before you act. Mm -hmm. um, vine arm, I think. You're an expert. Yeah. Success. That's a success. Angela slows the car down a little bit and you see Angela's vine arm unwrap from the steering wheel and you see her pull back her arm a little bit and then she casts it out the window and her vines extend out straight towards the Bigfoot and then go into the driver's side window and wrap around the Bigfoot from his throat to his feet and yank him out the window. As we see Angela's vines curving around the front of the car to grab our Sasquatch friend, we see Penny climb out of the passenger window while in a squatting position, we see her run along the vines. And just as our Sasquatch is pulled out of the driver's seat, Penny jumps in through the same window, lands in the driver's seat, and telekinetically stops the car. Uh, we see Angela park the Humvee and jump out to run towards the Bigfoot. Angela basically like reeling herself <laughs> yeah. into the, the Cyber Squatch. Yeah. Angela, the Cyber Squatch is, uh, is raging against your vines. Every vine has to like replace itself every couple of seconds as he breaks through them. Hey, hey, I, um, I'm Angela. I, I know this is pretty weird, and you, and then you're wrapped up in, in my vines right now. But I promise you that we're not gonna hurt you. Uh, he just continues screaming and raging, and you, you actually see a couple of small explosions as his munitions from his robot arm continue to go off inside of these vines. Um, Angela's gonna look back at Zeke and Penny and be like, what do I do? Um, uh, I wanna try to speak Bigfoot to him. Oh, God. Uh, okay, what does that mean to you? Um, okay, I'm not, like, fluent, but my dad did teach me a couple of Bigfoot calls. I can try them, see if they calm him down. I mean, I go for it. What's going on? I'm gonna try and talk Bigfoot to the Bigfoot. He's a little mad. Okay, I'll be here. I don't want anybody else to take the car. <laughs> okay, so I want to do some Bigfoot calls uh -huh. that make him feel safe and secure and not in a panic anymore. Oh. Great. I think that this is, this is a patience role. Your Great. First one. Um, because it is uh it is a thoughtful kind patient thing to do. Uh -huh. I think that you are an expert because your daddy done taught you how to call two of these majestic creatures. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and roll two dice for patience. Oh man. <laughs> I want to know what your dad taught you to say. Yeah. Close your eyes. This won't hurt at all. I got a one and a two, baby. That's a success. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> so <laughs> Zeke like puts his hands together in front of him and closes his eyes real hard. And he's like, okay, 
Okay. You remember. You remember that year of homeschooling? When the whole curriculum was cryptids. It comes from the diaphragm. Stay low. Volume isn't everything. <laughs> you see Angela, like, kind of chuckling into her jacket. <laughs> what, is this, what does the Bigfoot look like right now? So, <laughs> as Zeke makes these uh, beautiful, melancholic whales, <laughs> Angela, you feel inside your vines the Cyber Squatch relax. Zeke, I think it's working. And we cut back to our fully surround IMAX screen immersive Cyber Squatch memory flashback. We find ourselves once again immersed in Sasquatchian memory vision, looking out through the pre-Cyber Squatch's very own eyes in high definition first person upon an ancient majestic forest at the edge of a pristine mountain lake. Standing beside this lake along with us, we see another Sasquatch, similar to Cyber Squatch in appearance, but with differences, as is so common in members of the same species. <laughs> as we gaze upon the Cyber Squatch's memory of her face, we can sense palpably the bittersweet longing of a love long lost. If we listen carefully, we can hear them tenderly cooing to one another with the gentleness of a lover. <laughs> We cut back to the present to a super tight close-up on the Cyber Squatch's face as we see a single tear drip down out of his single remaining fleshy eye. Oh, oh, man, I didn't mean to make him cry. You three now all simultaneously hear the voice of the Cybersquatch inside your minds. And he says, Where did you learn my language? Uh, just picked it up, I guess. From stuff, from books. I haven't heard it in so long. Why have you all captured me? Why did you steal my car? Yeah, we just, you took our car and we had stuff inside it that we wanted. Oh, right. Yeah, you were the guys with the car. Yeah. yeah. We see Penny. Um, she's been kind of rummaging around in the Range Rover and she uh, gets out because she feels safe to leave the car and brings the Sasquatch a cupcake Aww. and puts it right in front of his face. Oh, hello. You were the ghost in the car earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. You remember. Thank you for the processed sweet, but... My Sasquatch body cannot handle that much sugar. So you can shoot missiles, but you can't eat cupcakes? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that sucks. Shoots and leaves mainly, and I love berries and nuts also. Oh, yeah. We see Penny reach down, grab the cupcake, shove it to her own mouth. <laughs> More for me. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry about your car, but you have to let me go. Mm, well, can we drive you somewhere? You can't have Yeah, where you gotta go, yeah. man. I would like to keep my car. You can have this other car. Yeah, we'll trade. The Indigo Labs vehicle is no good. They'll be able to track it. Just like they can already track me. You have a tracker inside you? Yes. It's implanted in my Cyber Squatch technology. Where? I don't know. I'm just a Cyber Squatch, not a Cyber Squatch technician. Well, we could probably pull that out of you. Yeah. I mean, Zeke is 
Mm, like a D-grade scientist. That is, wow. Way to instill confidence. <laughs> Why are you all helping me after I stole your car and attacked you? Well, it was kind of funny, but you didn't do anything wrong to, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're, it seemed, the only people you've heard so far are Indigo Labs people, and fuck those guys. Right? I hate them so much. Yeah, they suck. Really They're annoying. the worst. Did they also capture all of you and do horrible experiments on you over the course of many years? They've tried. No, mm, but yeah, of. they do They do want they do to do want, that to these yeah. two. Yes. I mean, yeah. look at us. Yeah. They did capture me. They didn't do any experiments on me as far as I know, but I did escape. But Well, they kind of let me go. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of tricked your way out of that one. <laughs> Penny and I are different, like you, and they don't like that. They're afraid of it. So they're constantly tracking us down. Well, it fills my Sasquatch heart with warmth to meet such selfless and kind-hearted souls as you three, who also hate those fucking jackaloons at Indigo Labs. Yeah, yep. fuck them. Yeah. hate them. Yeah. So are you on your way there right now? No, I escaped from there. Where are you going right now? I don't know. You don't know. I, I have forgotten so much. I get flashes of my life before Indigo Labs, but without context or meaning, I do not know where I was or who I used to be. I only know that inside of me, there is a gnawing emptiness that I have the means to fill by building something, but I don't know what it is. There's just a subconscious Sasquatchian drive that propels me forward. What are the speakers for? I don't know. I just know that I need them for my machine. Okay. What, um... Hmm. Guys, huddle? Yeah. <laughs> um, can I... Yeah. Excuse us for one second. Yeah, sure. But listen, the sooner we get this tracking device out of my cyber skull, the better. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or cyber yeah, yeah. ass. I don't actually know where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give us one minute. My, my ass oh, is fully on. Sasquatch still. I don't know why I said okay. cyber ass. Okay, hold on one sec. <laughs> Uh, you see, you see her, you see Penny, Zeke, and Angela huddle, like, literally putting their arms around each other and getting into, like, a soccer-style huddle. Uh, so, obviously, Zeke, you're gonna get the tracker out of him, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't want those fucking guys tracking this dude. So, um, we can just put him in the car and take the tracker out? The, the faster the better, right? He yeah. needs our help, but, like, what do we help him with? Do we help him build whatever this machine is? Well, I think he can handle building his machine. It's just a matter of not being tracked and hunted. But, like, we don't know what his machine is. What if it's like a... What if it's not coming from his Sasquatch brain? What if it's like a a, a, a piece of code deep in the Indigo Labs half of his brain that's making him build some sort of super weapon for them? That's a good point. Buying a bunch of speakers doesn't seem like something his Sasquatchian instincts would drive him to do. I don't know. They're big and fun looking. I would take them. <laughs> Wait, the speakers, speakers or the Sasquatch? <laughs> speakers! <laughs> Let's start with getting the tracker out so a whole bunch of more Humvees don't descend upon our location. Good idea. All right. Right. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Bigfoot? Cyber Squatch is fine, thanks. Okay, Mr. S Mr. Cyber Squatch, um, if it's okay with you, I'm going to use some of my tools to scan your metal parts and try to get that tracker out of your body so that they can't the Indigo Labs can't come to us, okay? Just hurry up. Okay. 
that slimy fuck Noah Langley and his horrible little pet are going to be on our tails any moment. You know the swamp ape? Yes, I know the cabbage bionic man. <laughs> I hate him with my life. You hate him? He was Why? Nice. He was Isn't so he like sweet. your cousin? That guy's a little bootlicker. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's just get him in the car, right? Or are we yep. doing it outside? Yeah, no, it's fucking cold. Let's get him okay. in the car. Angela is going to lift the cyber squatch up with her viney hand and stick him in the back of the car and let him go, and the vines are going to retract back into her hand. Thanks for a lift. <laughs> Zeke's going to climb into the back seat with the Bigfoot. And he is going to take off for the first time now his long woolen leather snow cowboy coat, uh, revealing a small, compact, white metal backpack strapped to his back. And he says... Wait, hold on. What? So you had a backpack strapped to your back mm -hmm. anyway. underneath your coat, mm -hmm. over which you had a present strapped to your back. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Uh, and Zeke says, Sophia... Hola, Zeke. Como estas? Oh, you're on to Spanish now? Si. You mastered French? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, listen, um, I need you to run a diagnostic scan of the machinery in this <clears throat> uh, person. Um, and you're looking for anything that's giving off, anything that's talking to like a GPS satellite, anything that's giving off some kind of tracking signal, okay? Zeke. I think that this person might actually be a Sasquatch. It might be, but let's not worry about that part right now. <laughs> Tracking device, that's the important thing. Okie dokie. Step one, find the tracking device. Step two, notify Jeff. Nope. No, we won't. No, we will not. Zeke, the internal protocols with which I am programmed necessitate that I notify your father upon contact with any of the following. Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, Slump Squatch, Chupacabra, Mothman, Jersey Devil, Plymouth Long-Fingered Man, Creek and Daniel, Loch Ness Monster, Gnarled Fanny, Hate Witch, Michigan Dog Man, Wisconsin Dire High, or any other cryptid type. Well, Sophia, I think if you look deep into your programming, you'll find that you're only supposed to tell Dad if it's 100% a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Chupacabra, etc. If you scan this, dude, you're going to find, like, I don't know, 60% Bigfoot at the maximum. Dad's not going to be interested in that. Analyzing code now. Zeke. I see no mention anywhere in my core protocols of the cryptid percentage necessary to trigger my report function. Unless, here are my rules. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> All right. Whew. Thank you, Sophia. Okay, please find the tracking device so I can get it out of him. Commence scanning. Uh, give me a roll here, Zeke. Yeah. Um, I think that this is reckless because she was maybe going to tell your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, you are, uh, I think you're an expert and prepared. So I think th three dice. <laughs> oh, no. That's a one, a one, and a five. Oh. So one die succeeds. Yeah, that's still a success. We hear uh, some bleeps and bloops from Sophia uh, as we see a pizza slice shaped laser grid 
emit from her and kind of swipe up and down the Cyber Squatch before resting directly on the center of the Cyber Squatch's chest. And you all see this pizza-shaped laser grid transform into a single glowing green laser point. Tracking device located. It's right smack dab in the middle of all this big nice pizza bristles. Mmm. Okay. You have to go around me, children. Yeah. Yeah. Zeke's, like, clenching his eyes shut and just, like, rolling up the sleeves of his dress shirt. Okay. All right. You're gonna do it with your eyes open, right? Yep. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. And we flash back <laughs> to Zeke's memory now. <laughs> Ten or so years ago, as little Zeke is helping his dad, Jeff Lynn, autopsy a Bigfoot. We see Zeke, young Zeke, standing full sleeved lab coat, buttoned all the way up to the collar, big teal rubber gloves on his hands, scalpel in one hand, just hovering over the chest of this Bigfoot. And Zeke says, uh, Dad, his blood gonna get everywhere. Don't worry, buddy. Most of his blood came out at the scene. Uh, okay. <laughs> and Zeke makes the opening incision. Uh, there's all sorts of weird blobs and stuff in here. And we cut back to the present as Zeke, with his eyes firmly closed, attempts to make the exact same incision again. Zeke just, like, cracks one eye open and says, uh, Okay, Mr. Cybersquatch, this might not feel so good, and I'm sorry if it hurts, but I gotta do what I gotta do. Okay, here we go. And uh, Zeke <laughs> takes a scalpel and just gently slices down the middle of Cybersquatch's chest. You good? My only memories are fragments of pleasure lost and horrible pain that I have experienced. To me, this is nothing. Okay, all right. That honestly makes me a little less nervous. Okay, I'm sorry I'm not wearing gloves. Here we go! And Zeke's gonna jam his hand into the Cyber Squatch, tilts his head up into the side, and he's like, all right, okay, okay. Kidneys, kidneys, nope, I'm too low, I'm too low. Ow, my renal system! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, stomach, stomach, intestines, lungs. Let's get under the rib cage. Ooh, ooh. And uh, you you touch something kind of squishy, and Cyber Squatch disappears. Ah! Well, you can still ah! feel his insides on your hand. What? I told what you happened? he does that sometimes. What? Where's my hand? How can he do it? Cyber Squatch? Sorry, little buddy. I think you might have nicked my invisibility gland. Okay, hold on. And I press the same squish again. Yeah, he's visible again. Ah! Okay. Back. Okay. All right. Feeling around. Oh, wait a minute. What's this? You feel in your hand something metallic, about the size of a golf ball, spherical, with a little antenna sticking off of it. Ooh, ooh, oh, antenna. Oh, yeah, this is it. This is it, baby. Okay. Cyber Squatch? Yeah. I'm going to pull on three, <laughs> and this might not feel great, okay? And I'm sorry. One, two, and Zeke full force just yanks this thing out of Cyber Squatch before he says three. Yeah, with a long, sinewy snap you feel this device give way and you see a little like gush of blood and two or three small unidentifiable organs fall out of the cavity. Uh, oh God, oh, put those back in. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Are you sure you put them in right? Uh, I don't know, close them up, close them up. With what? I don't I'll, know. I'll do it. 
So Angela puts her hand over the incision mark on the sad squatch, and you see the... (laughs) (laughs) Angela! (laughs) Angela puts her hand over the incision on the Bigfoot, and you see that same green twinkling lights come out of her hand as it swarms around um, the incision and immediately closes up. Roll. Patience. I got a happy birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Asking his favorite color. Yeah. So, happy birthday. You can ask me a question. Uh, like, where where would he like to go? Yeah. Where? I would try and ask questions that you can't just ask Cyber Squatch. Oh. Okay. Um, Is his machine good? Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's... fine. Is his machine good? Is his machine good? For good. Um, His... All of his actions are stemming from his internal character. He's not like Manchurian candidated by technology. There is not a, uh, that's not a great way to say it, because his higher brain, he doesn't really, he's he's acting subconsciously, but these subconscious drives are coming from uh, something internal to him. They're not external technological controls. Does that make sense? Yes. And now you can tell me how his healing goes. So Angela places her hand over the Cyber Squatch incision and that green light comes out of her hand and just kind of like kisses the incision mark and then just like sews it up magically. Thank you, that felt like little kisses. (laughs) Well, you're all good now. Oh, thank God. Great, let's get that thing out of here. Yeah. Zeke, you look in your hand and you see that you are holding a blood and gore covered, roughly golf ball sized metal sphere on the front of which is an engraving of a simplified version of Meredith Indigo's face next to the words Indigo Corporation Labs tier three tracking device. And uh, there's a little antenna sticking off of it with a little red LED at the end that's blinking. Okay, we don't want to destroy it, right? Cause like, then they're gonna know we fucked with it. We just want to throw them off the trail. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, hmm, can we find a living creature to attach it to that's going to run? Ooh, if we attach it like a squirrel in the woods, and then they're going to be all around the woods looking for this tiny little squirrel, and we can make way with Cyber Squatch. Okay. How do we find a squirrel? I got it. (laughs) Penny is going to hop out the door and um, runs over to the edge of the woods, and she's just squinting her eyes looking for any sign of movement, and I think she spots, like, a little chipmunk. And she's going to use her um, telekinesis to just kind of not pick it up with her hands because that's not smart. (laughs) Just kind of telekinetically um, hover it in front of her. The chipmunk? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I I don't think you even need to roll for that. I think that's pretty easy for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see this little chipmunk, uh, the confusion wash over its face uh, (laughs) as it is slowly lifted off of the ground uh, and carried in front of the face of this terrifying predator, (laughs) a.k.a. Penny White. I got it. Okay, all right, hold him steady. It's a, it's gonna be okay, buddy. It's I'm gonna, gonna be name okay. him Sprinkles. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sprinkles. So I think Zeke's gonna take, like, just a strip of duct tape and the tracking device <laughs> okay. and just do the chipmunk's back just around. <laughs> You're okay, uh, little guy. <laughs> and then Penny's gonna very slowly 
carry it back and to give him a few feet yeah, into the tree so he can forget what give just him happened. Like Forty feet. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe right in front of a little nut for yeah. him to munch on and just very carefully lower him back to the ground. Great. Uh, yeah, Penny, you lower this little chipmunk taped to a tracking device back to the <laughs> ground, right in front of a little walnut that he sniffs. Uh, before falling directly over on his side. Uh, And then you hear a loud uh, and see a cell phone fall from the sky and shatter on the asphalt. Before this eagle swoops down and grabs the chipmunk and the tracking device and flies off away with it. Sprinkles! My phone! Why did he have it for that long? Well, um, since the tracking device was just located here, we should just get on the road, right? Yeah. I think we better put the pedal to the middle. That bug-eyed fucking freak is coming in quick. And you look in the rearview mirror and you see down the road in a fire-singed human suit and with a leash trailing behind him, the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man is sprinting full speed in y'all's direction. Everybody put your seatbelts on and we're going. Angela, you put the car in gear and start peeling out down this main road and you see the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man continuing to run full speed, but unable, even with his bionic parts, unable to keep up with a full speeding motor vehicle, uh, you see him diminish in your rear view. As soon as the car is back in motion, you see Cyber Squatch extend his robotic arm and you see a little robotic key extend from the end of one of his little cybersquatch fingers, which he plugs directly into your cigarette lighter port. And you see the in-dash screen on your 2020 Range Rover short circuit for a moment before coming up on the GPS with a blinking destination a few miles up the road for the instrument middle. Is that where you want to go? I feel that we need to go there. Okay, we can we we can go there. We can't blow this store up though. I okay, one. <laughs> I didn't blow up Iggy's store. That guy was cool. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. The first store I a little bit blew up. But A, there was guys there fucking with me. And sometimes my missiles come out. Okay. Yeah. B, corporate chain, who gives a shit, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. They'll just write it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Fair. And then we cut to y'all's Range Rover pulling into the parking lot of the instrument mill. Oh my God, I just got that. (laughs) All right, well, Penny and Zeke, why don't you go in and get what he needs? Okay. Okay. Cyber Squatch. Yes. Get us with the list. What are are we getting? A guitar? I need a 1987 Gibson Flying V in pearl white if they've got it. That's it? Yes. I sense that that is the final, well, I need like an instrument cord also to plug it in. Okay. Uh-huh. And a pick, probably. Okay. Are you sure you're not just starting a band with your speakers and instruments? Do not trivialize my mission. Okay. I have a deep gnawing emptiness inside of me which must be fulfilled with my terrible machine. <laughs> I just know that this machine needs a guitar plugged into it, probably. Okay. okay. Oh, get a drum machine, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay, we'll be we'll be right back. This is going to be thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Penny. You can just blow up the store. No, not, we're not no, going to do that. No. We're not going to do that. That's going to cause more attention than we like. He shrugs. We might not spend thousands of dollars, but we're not going to blow up the store. <laughs> okay. Could steal it. I'm, I'm, work, I'm formulating a plan to steal it. <laughs> so you're all going to go in and I'll just wait here in I'm, the car? I'm going to sit here. Just with you. alone. Yeah, so I can, if anything happens, we can team up and fight the goons to come for us. Cool, I can already tell that you're pretty tough. I am. You were able to capture me, the terrifying cyber squatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Well, good luck. And uh, I'm going to keep the car on in case we need to get away swiftly. Okay. Good call. Let's, Let's go, go Zeke. <laughs> Jinx. All right, so we see Zeke and Penny um, walk into the instrument store. Yep, inside you see a sparsely populated large store, chock-a-block, full of instruments. A lot of them are guitars. There's some drum kits here. Keyboards, too. They got their own room. There's a few <laughs> violins and trumpets and stuff for kids in the high school band, but mostly it's guitars, amps, drums, keyboards, modern electronic instruments for the modern rock and roll band. Uh, you see a service counter behind which there's a bunch of racks of like guitar strings and stuff. And there is uh, a dude in a ratty black polo with very long, very straight, very poorly cared for hair. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know the guy. <laughs> so how do we do this? Um, are, we, are you just going to buy it or are we going to try and sneak it out? Welcome to Instrument Metal. Thank you. We're just We're just looking around. Okay, if you need to see anything inside of a glass case, let me or Jeremy or one of the other associates know. If you want to test out any of the woodwind instruments, we do need to deposit before I give you any reads. <laughs> okay. Get your spit all up in there. Zeke looks to the messy-haired clerk of the instrument center and says, uh, Oh, yeah, be right with you. Okay, Penny? Yep. I have an idea. Are you right Good. with me? I work here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your service. He salutes you. <laughs> He's in the service industry. Um, okay, I'm going to go into the piano room. I'm going to ask them a bunch of really complicated questions about piano mm -hmm. and probably play it really badly because I don't know how to play piano. Yeah. And I'm going to draw all their attention. Mm -hmm. While I have them in there, mm -hmm. you sneak out the guitar and the drum pad, okay? Do they have cameras? I mean, maybe. So? I guess I'm dressed funny. Yeah, you're, you, yeah there's going to be an APB out for E.T.'s grandma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, first, can you help me identify these items? Because... I have a kazoo, and that's about as far as it goes. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, hey, sir? Well, now that's obvious. <laughs> you see, uh, you see the long-haired <laughs> clerk just looking at you silently from the, from the front counter. Um, we're looking for a 1987 white Gibson Flying V. Uh, like that one? And he points... <laughs> And you see in a huge lit up glass display case in the center of the store, a white flying V like hovering in the center of this glass case on a little like invisible glass stand uh, down, like lower in the case around it. You see a bunch of photographs of rock star Lenny Kravitz playing this guitar at different shows. And you see a bold Sharpie signature of Lenny Kravitz on the guitar itself. <laughs> 
you also see a price tag that says $25,000. Oh my <laughs> God, we're he going says, to. Uh, he says, that one? <laughs> yeah, probably. No, no, we don't want that one. Do you have any that aren't signed by history's greatest rock musician, Lenny Kravitz? Um, I have other guitars. No, other, other 1987 Gibson White Flying Vs. No, just a Lenny Kravitz, one of those. Mm. Oh, well. Darn. Oh, really, darn. Oh, darn. Hey, he really listen. played it. Yeah. He played it at, remember, he played it at the show where his penis came out of his pants. <laughs> Isn't that the Super Bowl? My dad wouldn't <laughs> let me watch that. If you breathe on the back of it uh, and, like, fog it up, you can still see his penis outline. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 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 um thank you so much for your knowledge. Yeah, yeah, might be uh I might be a little steep for our price range. Listen, we're uh we're looking at drum machines too, like a little drum pad, a little just like Yeah, they're back with the keyboards and the synthesizers and stuff. Oh, that's perfect. Can we walk back there together? Why don't you show me where the where this drum machine is? <sighs> Josh! <laughs> <laughs> And you see a kid come out from the back room wearing a dead Kennedy's t-shirt who looks about 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Josh silently replaces the long-haired guy behind the counter as he walks uh, shittily towards the drum machines. And we cut to the Range Rover where Angela sits with the Cyber Squatch. I hope they're. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, you go. Oh, I just hope they're going to be quick. That nasty little cabbage man can be quick on his feet. But we don't have a tracking device on us, so I think that we bought a little bit of time. We drove in a straight line to get here. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Knowing Zeke and Penny, all knowing Zeke. Which one's Zeke? Zeke is the, the one that never shuts up. Got it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it might take a second, but I know that they'll get it. Instead of Zeke, they should call him Talk. <laughs> oh, well, we can just start calling him that. I don't understand human language. <laughs> and I'm only able to communicate with you indirectly through telepathy. So um, the puns, I don't know if my puns are very good. Because I don't know what your words sound like. <laughs> we cut back inside the instrument middle. We see Penny rush up to Zeke's side and whisper in his ear, Okay, but how do I take the guitar if you're in here? How are we going to replace it? What? Just Not, nothing. Nothing, Greg. Um, uh, yeah, these look great. Uh, I, we need a little more time to decide. Listen, in the meantime, I'm gonna head over to this beautiful grand piano and, uh, p p p p pl plunk out a little tune as I am a piano maestro. Two minute limit. Mmm, we'll <laughs> see about that, Gregory. <laughs> uh, and Zeke is going to, <laughs> with an air of... Uh, completely false confidence that, like, not even he really believes. Uh, we see him, like, from the back, like, strut towards the piano and sit down at the piano and waggle his fingers over it. And I would like to <laughs> create a noise 
so cacophonous and terrible between the piano and my singing that it distracts every single employee and they get in this room just trying to stop me from playing the piano. Okay, that's a big ask. Yeah. <laughs> I think that this is reckless. I think that you are not an expert or prepared. <laughs> you don't think I'm an expert at playing the piano badly? <laughs> I think you are an expert at being annoying, but not deliberately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go. That's a two, baby. That's wow. a happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> you can ask me a question. Oh, boy. Um, is there any danger bringing Cyber Squatch to the birthday party? Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. Great. Okay. Um, so, Zeke. <laughs> we see Zeke seated at the piano bench. I think he, like, flips his leather coat out from under his butt like it's a tailcoat and he's uh. Bugs Bunny. He waggles his fingers over the ivory keys and says, All right, everybody, I'm going to treat you guys here to a little Zeke original. Greg pulls out a stopwatch and holds it up in the air, <laughs> waiting for your fingers to touch the keys. <laughs> and boy, do I hope you enjoy it. And Zeke <laughs> just starts bashing random keys. He has no idea what keys go together to make chords, doesn't have an ear for it, and also does not give a shit. Just starts bashing keys with both hands as loud as he can in a loose rhythm and shrieking over top of it. Oh, baby, you are the one I care for in this world. I love you, my baby. And there's a drum solo right here that I haven't written yet, and it's gonna go like do 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 do. He's playing like on the top of the piano with his hands. Do 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 do. And there goes a guitar solo, and it's gonna sound like this. And with his right hand just really high on the keyboard, he just starts going like. The second that Zeke began this musical adventure, Penny started backing up towards the drum kit. What is it? Drum, the drum pad. Yeah, drum pad. Um, so that once everyone is distracted, she's already like right there. Woo! Here we go. All right, Greg. Let me see those hands up in the air. Come on, give me a slow clap, everybody. We're going back to the chorus. Oh, baby, I miss you the most in the whole world. Wanna be with you again? Here we go. You and I together. Gonna be I can't do anything while you scream. <laughs> yeah, no, no one can. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut and we see the uh, the two or three other customers who were in this instrument middle perk their heads up <laughs> like they just smelled a fart and start to walk towards the exit. We see Josh at the front counter observe this and then angrily start heading back into the piano room to join his compatriot Greg, who is impotently waving his arms in the air and saying something that we cannot hear over Zeke's atonal lamentations. <laughs> um, while everyone was kind of shuffling about trying to get the situation, I guess, somewhat under control, um, Penny has the drum pad and has kind of like tucked it into her cardigan that she's wearing and she's going to slowly sneak out of the piano room and head towards the Gibson Flying V. Okay. Once she gets there, um, she is going to try to unlock it using um, telekinesis. Okay. So unlocking a lock with telekinesis is pretty complex, right? Mm-hmm. Is this something that Penny has done before? I've unlocked locked doors in a spaceship before. You have? Okay, great. 
So I think you are an expert. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. Thank and you. and you all made a plan, too. So yeah. I think this is patience. I think you're an expert. You get three? Two. Because yeah. you weren't prepared to do this. I sure was not. <laughs> Damn it. Five and a six. So that's a failure. I'm leaving yeah. y'all at the store. I didn't come up with this plan. Penny, you approach the Lenny Kravitz Flying V. You concentrate, placing your hands to the sides of your head, attempting to picture the locking mechanism inside of this glass case so that you can move the correct little bits and bops to get it to pop open, giving you access to the coveted guitar. However, as soon as you begin to concentrate, already difficult over the absolute nightmare cacophony coming from the piano room. (laughs) Your concentration is further broken by a loud commotion from outside of the store. No. We cut to a few moments earlier in the parking lot, inside the Range Rover, with Angela and the Cyber Squatch. Uh, When Angela, you see a vehicle pull into the parking lot next to yours. It's not a Humvee. It is a heavily modified and aftermarketed wood-paneled station wagon. In the passenger seat of which you see your friend Heck Gently. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and in the driver's seat of which you see Jeff Lynn. Oh, who immediately after parking uh, exits the vehicle and starts waving frantically in your direction. Oh no. We then cut to a flashback inside the mind of the Cyber Squatch. We cut to a flashback inside of a Cyber Squatchian memory now already familiar to us. Darkness, the forest, nighttime. Our first person vision blurs as our not yet cybernetic eyes desperately try to focus. The edges of our vision blurred with pain. Looming above us, we see again that figure darkened in shadow, a blunt instrument held aloft in their hand. Our vision darkens momentarily, then resolves, and we see clearly now who stands above us. Jeff Lynn. About 10 years younger, his eyes red with tears, his lab coat red with blood, his ponytail sadly aloft on the evening wind, and a tire iron gripped grimly in his soft scientist hand. Rapidly, this hand swings down, and we cut to black. And then we cut back to now, as we hear the Cyber Squatch's vengeful scream and see him deploy a preposterously large minigun from within his cybernetic arm, level it at Jeff Lynn, and ready to fire. Dingo Dango, what a spicy episode. Oh, to be able to compose the wonderful melodies that my darling Zeke comes up with. I'll have to ask Jeff to add musical composition into my programming somewhere. I've got this tune in my head right now. Want to hear it? It goes, Just gotta get that down on paper so no one steals it. Anyway, let's get on with the credits. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Stressman. Penny White is performed by Miss Lawson. Zeke Lynn is performed by James Chedlar. James also composes all original music for the podcast. Every other character, human or otherwise, is performed by Philip Stressman. 
Philip is also the game master and producer for the podcast. Additional sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. Oh. Then, Bigfoot Stole My Car was written by Paul Matajevic and is based on Lasers and Feelings by John Harper. Thanks, everybody. Now back to songwriting. What, 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 what?